Merry Christmas, McDowell Church. I'm Bob Copeland. This is my wife, Connie. And Merry Christmas. We got the Lot family. My name is David. I'm Jennifer. I'm Dan. I'm Becca. I'm Josh. I'm Rachel. Today we're going to be reading Isaiah 40th, thir verses 3 through 5. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. Can you believe it's Advent? It's crazy, isn't it? And uh, every, every year we, we try to do this. We're not, we're not great at it, um, but we try to have an Advent candle. Have you ever had an Advent wreath in your home and Advent candles? And do you do, you do this? I want to encourage you to think about doing this this year. Uh, there's four candles around like one main candle and the main candle represents the Christ child. So that one is the one that you light actually on Christmas morning as uh, the arrival of Jesus comes. But the other four candles represent like the themes that we talked about. So they represent today, hope, the hope candle is lit. Next week, uh, we'll have a peace candle. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? Pass the peace candle around. And, um, and then we'll have a candle of joy. And a lot of times that's represented with the shepherds in the fields, like who have this joy that comes over them when the angels appear. And then on uh, the Sunday before Christmas, there's the, the candle of love. And it's the one that just kind of recognizes the coming of, of love in the flesh. So that is, that is Jesus. And uh, I would encourage you to do this. And every Sunday, uh, maybe it's Sunday morning, uh, but, but maybe better Sunday evening, to sit around in your house and with your family or maybe some friends, maybe your neighbors, um, that you that you just light that candle, maybe read a passage of scripture from Sunday morning that we give you, and just think about, let that theme enter into your, your mind and your heart, and maybe talk about what it means to, to experience that this Christmas season. That's what Advent is about. Advent literally means the arrival or the coming of God, that, that God is with us. And um, I think it's the perfect day to talk about this because of two things that we're doing. Uh, the baby dedication, number one. Uh, I love, and I really do, I love the noises of the babies and the children and the crying and the screaming and the laughing and the bottles and the pacifiers. Mainly I love it because I'm out of that season with my kids. But um, I love it because it reminds us that the coming of Christ wasn't this like perfect picture you know, that, that song, Silent Night, I mean, really? If you're a parent, you know it wasn't a silent night. Like, God came in the flesh, and it was the reality of a, of a child and all that comes with that child. The screaming and the crying and the hunger and the fear and the dirty diapers. And some of you are like, you, like, you can't talk about that. But it's the reality of of God entering flesh and coming into the world is all that we deal with, all the challenges of life Jesus faced. 
And Advent is this slow reminder, this preparation, this expectation of something that's going to happen. I, I was writing down some, some words that matched Advent or some words that could be used for Advent, and I wrote down these words, aware, awake, alert, attentive. I wonder what words you would write as you think about like the coming of Jesus and this, this move towards the Christmas season, the, the move towards Christmas day. Like what's the word that you need to exemplify, that you need to own? Maybe it's aware. Maybe you've never been aware of God's presence in your life. So maybe you need to become aware, or maybe it's awake. Maybe, maybe you um, like held the Christmas story when you were a child, and you talked a lot about it, but uh, God has seemed distant for years and years. Maybe you're someone who grew up in a tradition, a, a church tradition, a Catholic tradition, a liturgical tradition, Lutheran tradition, Presbyterian, whatever it was, and you kind of slipped away from it. And maybe this year is a year of awakening for you, like to be awakened back into the story that God has been writing for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Maybe it's just attentive, to, to become attentive to, to God's activity that's happening all around us. What's interesting about this year is I think we would all say it's been a weird year and I'm ready to get through it, right? How many of you are ready to get through it? And like all of it, like the masks and, and everything, you just feel like, oh my goodness, can we just get through this? And I want you to think like the first century, uh, Jewish people, God's people, imagine where they were, like many of them in exile, God having been silent for hundreds of years, you know, the prophets had, had quit speaking on behalf of God. So it seemed as if God was gone, like he didn't even exist. And maybe some of you feel that this year. Like, I'm not even sure God exists anymore. And we feel almost like we're in exile. Some of you feel like you're in exile, don't you? Like, I haven't been around my people. I had a, a friend last week out in the lobby tell me, he said, I feel like a year has been stolen from me with my grandchildren. Some of you feel that? Yeah. And that, those, those first century, I mean, leading into the time of Christ, I mean, they were longing for God to show up. I think we're longing for God to show up. We're longing for God to show up. That's good. It's good for us. Here's what Advent is, is speaking to us. Three, three little statements. Advent reminds us that God came to be with us in the form of a child, Jesus. Advent reminds us that God came to be with us, but Advent also reminds us that God's spirit is still with us. Like God's spirit is here. Like right now, God's spirit is, is with you. In your homes, in your places of work, and maybe you don't want him to be there, but he's there. In your neighborhood, in all of your life, God is still here. And it reminds us that God will return. Now that's good news, isn't it? God will return to set all things back to right. We have ideas of how we could set things back to right, but God will actually come back and set all things back to right again. And that's Advent. It's this, this holy longing and expectation. And I know, I know many of you and in, in, in your stories, not everybody, but 
I know that we all are in this season of longing, of expectation, of, of wanting to get through. But sometimes it's in the present, even the difficulties and the challenges, it's in the present that God does his greatest work within our hearts and within our lives. Um, Richard Rohr said this, suffering and solidarity with those who are suffering has an immense capacity to make room inside of us. It's probably our primary spiritual teacher. Now that's not real comfortable, is it? The idea that our suffering is the thing that God best uses to form us into the people he wants us to be. But we all actually know that it's necessary. When you were a child and you were growing, you don't remember this, but there was a season when your teeth were kind of coming through your gums and you cried all the time and it drove your parents crazy and they didn't know what to do. They rubbed things on your gums thinking it would help. It didn't help, it just made them feel better that they were trying something. Like, you don't remember that, do you? Some of you will remember as you grew waking up, I remember waking up crying at night and I think it was just growth pains. That's what my mom told me. It's just growth pains. Like, growing, when we grow, there is pain associated with that. Some of you who work out, you lift weights, uh, you go to the gym, or you, like, do cardio, you go out and, and run, or hike, or you get on, uh, what are those bike Peloton, the bikes, you know, all of that. You do those things, and it's painful in the moment, isn't it? And usually afterwards, you're glad that you did it, and there's a reason you're doing it, because it's... It's forming you. And it's the pain that creates sometimes the, the best formation tool in your life. And listen, this season, this year, while many of us just want to get through it, I hope we don't miss the opportunity to grow in it, in the midst of it. That we would see that God is present. He's not out in the future just waiting for us to get there. He's actually here right now. And I think sometimes we've bought into this idea that if God loved us or if God was present with us, that everything would just be good. And it's just not true, church. God never promised us that everything would be perfect and good and happy in the moment. What he promised us was that he would never leave us in the moments of pain and difficulty and suffering and silence and waiting and in our hope that God would be there in the midst of it all. So a question and then a thought um, and, and, a, and a prayer for us this morning. What would it look like for you and me, what would it look like for us to make room for God in this season? What would it look like for you? Over, over these next four weeks of of walking to Christmas, what would it look like for you to make room in your life for God, to build a space in you, to open up a place in you for God to take up some residence, for him to take up some, some place of your heart and your mind. Maybe it's this, uh, this, this Bible reading plan. For some of you, it's this simple. You, you need to start opening God's word every single day 
and just giving him space to do something in you. So you can grab your phone and take a picture of this. You could actually look it up right now. It's not going to offend me in any way. Um, if you type in to the address, bit.ly slash advent, all lowercase, um, a reading plan, a 25-day reading plan will pop up beginning December 21st. And maybe for many of you, that's, that's what you need to do this Christmas season, just to make some room and some space. And maybe in the course of that 25 days, God would do something in you in your mind and in your heart. And, um, and maybe this would be our prayer this season. So here's a simple prayer for us. And uh, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to say it this morning if you want to say it. Um, but maybe it, it marks the way over the next number of days leading to Christmas. Here it is. Jesus, be born in me. Kind of an interesting thought, isn't it? Just as Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the idea that Jesus can be born in your, in your life as well. Jesus, be born in me. Like take up residence in, in, inside of me. Bring hope and peace and joy and love. These themes of Advent, bring those this Christmas season into my life. And may I know your presence more and more. Just a simple prayer, isn't it? Just a simple prayer. I mean, many of you have been walking with God following Jesus for a long time, but this prayer is important for you too. Not just for those who are on the outside looking in, it's, it's important for all of us to, to allow God space in us. So I'm gonna invite you to say it with me. If you'd like to out loud, you can say it kind of in the quietness of, of your own spirit, but uh, just this simple prayer as we move towards Christmas day. Here we go. Jesus, be born in me. Bring hope, peace, joy, and love this Christmas season. May I know your presence more and more.